You're a swimmer, a cyclist, a runner. You're a triathlete. You're a conqueror of the multi-sport mentality. You seek greatness in your everyday life. But as an age grouper, your forte is the physical fitness that you strive for. Endurance is your middle name. You're listening to the Age Grouper for Life podcast, the ultimate source for living the triathlon lifestyle. Colin and Elliot will discuss the most optimal training techniques to get you where you want to be mentally and physically so you're ready to bring it. You can do it. Ready to bring it? Welcoming your host, Pete Triathlon and USAT certified coaches, Colin Cook and Elliot Kawaoka. What's going on, everybody? This is Colin with... Hey, everyone. It's Elliot. And this is episode 56. And we're going to focus on some races that uh, Elliot and I have done over the last, geez, what, over a month now. We're a little overdue for a, for a recording here, so uh, sorry for the delay, but uh, I think we've got We've some both been really here. busy with races. Yeah, exactly. It was summertime races, is just uh, so busy. Summertime. That's right. So it's... Uh, for good reason, but uh, we'll get back on it here and uh, try and pick it up. But uh, yeah, um, so Elliot, you did um, Oregon seventy point three, right? Yep, that was an um, interesting one. My yeah, wife let's talk. Beat we'll, me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so let's talk quickly on uh, these Ironman events, and then we'll switch over to the the other events here that uh, want people to kind of considering uh that there is more racing outside ironman here so um so yeah so that was a race you guys drove up to right right and it was only well without traffic without any traffic jams like under three hours away but nice. ended up taking like eight. Oh so. wow oh <laughs> wow that's awesome. yeah it's like a pretty simple drive just like down i5 didn't seem like it was a big deal but as soon as we left on that friday we were like just it seemed like we were just stuck in traffic the entire way down jeez that's brutal so. <laughs> uh, but uh tell us uh, that's right so you and becca raced uh kind of the normal here you guys are pretty much doing all the same races right with yeah the exception of the end of the year here yeah and it was actually the inaugural race ironman race in oregon so that was pretty cool but um yeah it was in salem oregon we thought it was we thought that was the home of the Salem witch trials, but then we did some research and we realized that that's in Massachusetts. Salem mass. That's right. I was say. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, cool. Um, but yeah. Um, tell us more about your day here. Swim so, yeah, well, I mean, it was a really, oh, right. well, the current swim. Yeah. Tell yeah, us more about Very strong current swim. So I knew it would be close to a PR type day because it was a river swim, down river swim, pretty flat bike and a pancake flat run. So probably not my kind of style of course, because I think everyone swam between 20 and 25 minutes. Right. So I ended up swimming <laughs> at 22. So it was weird. Like we, as soon as you foot, step foot in the river, there was a buoy that you were you had to go to like that was like straight on and i was the water was so shallow that 
I can like literally see myself just going sideways, like at a rapid pace. So, I mean, so that I was honestly, the hardest part getting out past that buoy. Well, I don't think a lot of even people have even made it to that buoy because you just got swept by the current like immediately. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. And then there were parts where the water was so shallow that, yeah, it was like probably a foot deep. So I just, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily even call it swimming. It was more like, I mean, I kind of had a panic attack because I was so close to the ground, it was like literally a foot. And I just had to stand up for a little bit. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like this During is in the middle of it. Yeah. It was like, so maybe wow. practicing the swim. I mean, we, we had opportunities before the race to kind of see different, like kind of go in the river and check out different parts. So maybe knowing the deeper parts of the river would have helped because I mean, that was the first time we ever swam in that river was right. during the race. Wow. But, uh, so yeah, you said you swam 22 and change, right? What did Becca swim? high 22 so she's right on your tail huh yeah like halfway through the swim i saw her right beside me i'm like what the heck's going on <laughs> you gave her a dunk but right? she's not a horrible swimmer but i mean no then, no then my uncle did it too and he's usually what in the non-river swim like around between 35 and 40 and he was 25 minutes so or 24 minutes. So it really did equal the playing field. I mean, one of my buddies so. who was a, a ex pro, he was there and he's way better swimmer than me. And he got out of the water like probably five seconds faster than me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So it really did. Like everyone kind of had really fast. Swims. Really just checked out the box of going yeah. through the swim, huh? And then yeah. got into a bike run race. Yeah. Yeah um cool what was the uh weather like um very warm perfect was yeah hot? i yep. mean i think it, morning it was like 60 and then during like the high for that day was going to be like around 90 so yeah warm weather race was it uh pretty but luckily no like but luckily road? no uh smoke or anything from the fires yet that's right that's true but like yeah and it was uh um you know good scenery like the road quality good and like a good good bike yeah course, and i i i think it's a great course especially like if you're just getting into the sport like very straightforward maybe a little bit of like winds when you get out to the fields like the, okay. the vineyards but other than that yeah the road quality was really good it was kind of rolling but it's pretty fast nice okay. i think i kind of overcooked it a little bit on the bike because I don't know. I'm just not really, not really a power rider and just, I don't know, like courses like Arizona and like Florida, I just, I feel, I feel like I'm just not as strong at versus like yeah. a billiard course where I can sure. kind of use my weight to my advantage. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I think I biked a little too hard and got to the run and I mean, I kind of like look at Becca, my wife's results, and she ended up outrunning me for the very first time. So, I mean, that's kind of a sign where I think I did overbike it a little bit because I did feel pretty tired. Yeah. Okay. What was your power on the bike? Do you remember? It's like two, 
240. Okay. Yeah. So that's pretty high for me. I mean, I think my last half St. George was like 225 normalized. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's definitely a little bump there for sure. Um, gotcha. Okay. And just trying um, to like, I don't know. I mean, it was kind of like a race where I kind of wanted to see like how hard I could possibly bike and still be able to run. And I mean, that's kind of why you do these is to just play around with it. And I don't know. Well, right. If, if mean, you're not you in a non-championship much. race, like I, I see like guys, I think that are in my age group. I mean, since COVID happened, no one's like body marked or anything, which I kind of right. like, but I mean, you just kind of go with them. Like I, I just, I mean, if we ever decided to race pro, which mean you would never do, I mean, that's kind of like what pro racing would be. You have to go with exactly. Them. Yeah. So, uh, absolutely. Yeah, so I thought, cool. I think I, I think I burned myself out a little bit, just kind of chasing people and, and I don't know. I just know like in 70.3, you can't do what I do in Ironman where you just let people go and just kind of, you can't let people get too far ahead of you off in a 70.3. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's fair. Yeah. I have to agree with that. I mean, what and do you, again? do you feel like when you're Ironman training that you struggle a little more in 70.3 just because you don't have like that top, top end, end speed? Yeah. 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 Well, I think I've been fortunate where, um, if I count white mountains and then muscle man this year, uh, I wasn't really, uh, don't consider myself in Ironman training. Right. So, yeah. um, I think I was able to perform better and ride my run ride does feel stronger, um, right now or, or did at that point. Uh, um, so, uh, I think there, there, you're definitely onto something there and, you know, we have to respect, uh, that additional training volume and things, uh, unless we're uh, Sam long or somebody like that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I know, um, but that guy uh, had an amazing race this past weekend. He sure did. Yeah, he, <laughs> is, he is legit for sure. Um, but cool. So you uh, and what did you end up running? I think a one twenty-five. Yeah. All right. So, but just some fast folks there, right? Didn't quite a yeah, but I don't know. I just didn't really feel, and I, I don't know. I hate making excuses for myself, but I, I did kind of like train through it but sam long did the same thing and did just fine so i'm like it was like one of the only races i've ever done where i just felt like just stuck in one gear the entire race like i just could not get myself yeah. to the next level okay so, are you still end up what you're gonna place him um i'm not sure six are you six that's, that's i still have not part. I still have not podiumed in my troop. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, tough field, man. No, there was some fast, fast folks there for sure. So yeah, uh, still very respectable. Not and, every man, uh, Jack guys. Yeah. Yeah. I did notice a handful of those names out there that all did, did quite well. So yeah. Uh, just gonna have to ax those guys, you know, and Becca cross the line first female. So I think that's the biggest news of the, well, that's what I was going to get to. Absolutely. Yeah. So she, uh, she crushed it there and, uh, had quite a day, right? Yeah. Out running her man. Oh boy. You're going to start getting some tips from her. Or yeah. What? At the very end, there was like an out and back. I'm like, Oh my gosh, she is like remarkably close to me. 
Uh, well, yeah. we'll have to have her on again so she start giving us some tips. So maybe you can pick up a few <laughs> things from her. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, but, uh, very cool. But so you definitely recommend that race? Like, think it's a good uh, worth uh, checking out? Yeah, and I mean, especially if you're cautious about swimming. I mean, literally, I think if you just floated on your back and just navigated in the right direction you should be under or right around 30 minutes like that's how strong the current was yeah <laughs> i mean they had buoys like in the middle and you could just see like i wasn't even really working that hard you could just like physically see how fast you're moving along and you're like this i just remember thinking this is just ridiculous right <laughs> yeah no, I've done a few current swim races in my day. It is pretty wild to see, uh, you know, very interesting. So, um, cool. And then it's been, uh, we're, we're talking here. So you are signed up for St. George, but kind of thinking about that one a little bit, huh? Yeah. I mean, I think I'll do it just because Becca's going to be doing it. But again, it's hard yeah. because she's racing the day before me. And then she's, I don't know, she, that's like her race of the season. So, right. I mean, I want to do it and take it seriously and be well rested and tapered for it. But yeah, I, uh, but Hawaii is on like a much bigger race for me. I want to do well there this year. Yeah. I, you know, we'll see how you're feeling leading into it, but uh, you know, sounds to me like you make it back as weekend and uh, you know, you, you do it, have some fun with it, push hard and then, uh, but not, totally cook yourself here so that uh you're lined up well to uh head to the island not long after right i mean do you have you ever done a race like with that kind of mentality though i just for me it's it is, just it is a very i don't like doing that and mentality. i don't like when people are like this is just a training race for me i'm like yeah all right well you traveled all this way and you spent all this money and you're just going to treat it like a training day I definitely agree with that and okay. I struggled. And even, I think even the first year I went to Hawaii, I was kind of in that mentality of just, you know, I'm just going to go finish. And, um, it, I think it's very hard to be satisfied and kind of get everything you can out of yourself when you're in that mindset for sure. Yeah. So, uh, but no, I mean, you know, make it about her, you know, you obviously still try and do your best. Right. But, yeah. um, just not as, tense and stress about it right and yeah. uh, just keeping an eye on and reminding yourself of the the bigger goal at hand and um you know uh you just see what happens right uh, i mean luckily it's in the t same time zone as us and right it's not too far away i mean i it's a long trek if you decided to do it or anyone that lives near you i mean that's you're traveling Agreed. across For us east coasters it is a different different beast <laughs> yeah for sure and uh, do have a few clients doing the double here, you know, of, of 70.3 Worlds and Kona. And it's a lot. Um, yeah, we were just yeah. talking about that. It's three weeks apart this year. So it's, you have very to be in turnaround. very good shape. And it's a lot of traveling in a short period of time. And I mean, for you guys, that's you're traveling across multiple time zones in a short period of time. So exactly. it'd be yeah. tough. Yeah, I think that's what really, uh, you know, if it was maybe five weeks out, I may have considered it more. But with the amount of races I've been doing and family time and stuff like that, uh, made it pretty easy for me to decide to pass on 
on making that trip as much as it'd be nice to hang out with you guys and, and yeah. to do it. Uh, I just didn't think it made sense for me. Well, this we'll, year. See you in, we'll see you in Hawaii. That's right. That's right. So uh, good deal. All right. Well, so I also, I raced muscle man 70.3. Um, and uh, that was uh, a good race. Uh, that was actually the first time Ironman did that. It was a race that they bought. So the race did pre-exist, but uh, first time they had done it. Um, and I was extremely impressed with the venue. Um, ended up being about a, what, five, five and a half hour drive for me. Now, do they um, call it muscle man because there's muscle muscles there? Um, I don't know why they call it muscle man. I think actually, to be honest, before Ironman bought it, the course was tougher. Um, they do do actually a sprint the day before too. So, um, I think they have, they do have a category where the people with the, uh, total time there, um, for their, um, you know, both days that, uh, still, they still keep that tradition going. So it was but, a smaller uh, race before Ironman took over and they bought them out. Another. Right. Okay. Yeah. But it's, it, I think it had been around. I had certainly heard of it before. I had never done it before, but, uh, um, you know, the course itself, you know, it's in, uh, Lake Seneca, it's called, which is, uh, uh, one of the bigger lakes over there in upper upstate New York and, you know, really nice water. Uh, I forget exactly what the water temperature was, but it was nice, nice wetsuit legal swim, just kind of a pretty straightforward rectangle swim. Uh, I ended up swimming, uh, just under 31, which I was content with, especially That's after good. my, yeah, not bad after my, what do we say? Like. I still don't think it was 34, but the clock said 34 on my, uh, my, um, great white, excuse me, white mountains. Couldn't even think of the name of it here. Um, race there. So that was definitely a jump up there and, uh, felt decent about that coming out of the water. And then I really liked the bike course. It was, it's definitely flat, but has a couple rollers on there. The only thing I'll say about the entire race that I didn't like, there was a series of roads that were in very, crappy condition um yeah i lost a bottle um, a lot of people lost and lost bottles and i think i caught air at one point here crossing over like this little back road intersection thing and uh it was uh had its dicey spots there a little you bit you kept but... your you kept you kept your your garmin though this time right my wahoo uh yeah my bike computer i was able to hold on to thank goodness okay. so um so that was a win yeah i didn't lose any equipment so that's that's definitely a win from this one as well and um ended up uh with just under 216 for a bike split which i was actually hoping to be a bit faster but i really pushed the upper echelon of my power i think i ended up um at like 283 for average 286 288 for normalized so wow. um that was uh good and i was i was happy with that and i felt came off the bike feeling extremely good and and fresh um so i was uh definitely feeling good about that and i guess i came off the bike in fifth place overall and uh had uh two guys i don't know at least one of the guys that was ahead of me was in my age group but, um, and, you know, just going back, if I uh, remember to our last podcast, I was dealing with a hamstring issue. Um, I did get that worked out primarily thanks to massage, uh, but um, it was totally a, a non-issue. And I think my run fitness was affected a little bit by it, but uh, I did head out at uh, sub 120 
pace, which I was really hoping it was kind of shooting it's hitting right around sixes to, to start. It's super flat um, to start the run. You do an out and back. It's a two loop course. Um, then the first three plus miles are right along the coast there and uh, pancake flat. So started out pretty quick. I did pass uh, the fourth place guy within that first out and back. And then I caught the third place guy at uh, um, there was a decent little climb that you had to do twice up in the center of town that you went up a little bit. And I cut him just before kind of a downhill as you looped around in the back there. But um, that put me in third place. And uh, the two other guys, Matt Schaefer um, and uh, another one of my teammates were, uh, were out in front of me. And um, I uh, didn't stand a chance of uh, catching them, but uh, <laughs> they both had had great races and um but it was uh, pretty sweet we ended up uh team every man jack ended up sweeping the podium which was nice and um i ended up uh shoot i don't have it in front of me under 122 would have liked to have uh, I, I slowed down a bit and faded for sure uh on the second half but i really uh definitely uh gave it my all um and your time is adjusted why what happened there? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, worth uh, mentioning there. And, yeah, David Morris uh, is my teammate that got second, that uh, he had a really great day. Um, he broke 120 on the run, which uh, wasn't expecting. And then Matt, who won, uh, super nice kid. Uh, he went sub three hours. Oh, sorry, excuse me, sub four hours. And, and 116. Uh, just crushed it, yeah. So the um, – the run was, um, there was some um, railroad tracks along there. So a, a train did come by after I had finished. So it's really pretty infuriating to me. So like, yeah, that's right. If you look at my official time, I did just pull it up real quick. It says that my time is um, 4.10.33. I really did uh, 4.12 and change. Um, which is a PR for me, and I definitely consider my overall time to be 4.12. So you're um, not going to say 4.10 is your PB? Correct. <laughs> uh, and I, you know, I wasn't affected by the train, but what they do is if the train does come through, they had timing mats on both sides of the train, uh, or the tracks, excuse me. So any time that you were in between those, um, that was taken away. So basically... You know, if you had sat there for three minutes, you know, then that time would have been removed. But since I didn't, you know, my my time. So I guess technically there was two points where we crossed over. So my time was adjusted by a minute and 43 seconds. So um, there was a minute and 43 amongst those four crossings, technically, because it was two laps that uh, I was in between or near the track. So that's why my time got adjusted. But uh, I don't I don't really know if there's any uh right answer to this or what they should do on these but uh i guess that's what they should do but at the same time um you know again i wasn't affected by it so i had support 12 to me um well, but it looks like they adjusted everyone's they did uh, they did you know so literally everybody got adjusted so um you know it, it's relatively fair and but uh, so again, third overall, won the age group and, uh, was super happy. I mean, I, and I, I gave it my all, I think even on the bike, I was averaging, 
Um, you know, power is pretty high. Heart rate was right around 160. Um, but then on the run, I think I averaged 176 and I hit 186 on the second hill. So wow. I was definitely working hard. And uh, was it pretty was, warm on the run or? No, no, it was actually like for this time of year, it was incredible conditions. And I really couldn't have asked for, for better conditions, but I was just uh, definitely working. Um, so uh, heart rate was higher than, and I think that was also uh, heart rate being a bit higher with my run fitness, not quite being as strong as I would have liked to have been at that point. So, um, but uh, yeah, really uh, great venue. Like I said, uh, for people in the Northeast, highly encourage people. I mean, anywhere, but uh, Northeasterners to uh, consider it here because it's uh, relatively close and um, you know, it's, it's a really good race. I'm, I'm definitely considering that one again for next year and trying to make it a, a team race here. Um, Cause I really enjoyed it and thought it was, it was good there. So um, yeah, that was, uh, that was nice. And especially after, white mountains and you know pulling out of that one with the hamstring issue and you know getting a lot of people asking me what's going on and those kind of things it was nice to have a good race so um that was that was definitely a confidence booster well congrats buddy yeah thanks man so but that led into uh a super easy week you know just recovering from the race and then going on vacation with my family to the white mountains uh the yogi bear campground um (laughs) and uh taking it ultimately very easy um did less training actually the that second week than i did the first week after muscle man and that was by design you know i definitely wanted to have a a mid-season break and and take it easy there and let my body have a little chill time and and definitely give some some of the family some extra time there and we had an absolute blast but uh my fitness did in the short term you know take a hit from that so uh, I did end up doing Sea to Summit. It's called um, the weekend after I go. We got back from vacation, and so what that is is it is a one and a half mile swim that took place in South Berwick, Maine, so right on the New Hampshire border, but in Maine. And then the way it works is it's all self-supported, or you do have a porter, somebody that. Uh, can follow you along and and help you out along the way. But, um, you know, there's no aid stations. There's no official route on the bike. You can go whichever way you want. There was a few limitations of these highly congested roads that they wanted you to stay off at certain points. So they did give you a, a recommended course, um, which I, uh, I went with my, uh, my friend's course where he tweaked it a little bit getting out of town um, which I think ended up costing me a little bit. Um, the, the swim was, um, was pretty good. I, I ended up, uh, being fourth out of the water. Uh, it was a very strong current. So it's again, mile and a half, but I think I swam about 15 minutes on the way out and about 23 minutes on the way back. So, or 23 and a half minutes, I guess on the way back. So, uh, definitely felt that current and should have went wider with both of my, uh, tactics there on the way to get more of the current on the way out and then wider to avoid it on the way back. But, um, you know, I was pretty happy with the swim and I ended up passing the third place guy pretty quickly. Um, not even before we got kind of out of the exit road to get onto the course. Um, but then I, the course I chose, it looks like I ended up doing like two extra miles over what most people did according to Strava. Um, so when I got back out onto the main route, I was, uh, 
I think in fourth or fifth place, um, or actually I should probably say fifth or sixth. And like even the guy that I passed that was in to, to get into third, who wasn't, I was definitely going faster him on the bike. And even when I passed him again, um, you know, I was, I was out biking him for sure. And so, uh, tactically, I think I made a mistake there. Um, but, uh, other than that, you know, it's, uh, it's, you know, roughly, so it took me, I think what I ended up with 94 miles for the bike ride. Most people had, uh, somewhere between 91 and 92 miles, but, um, you know, so my Porter Patrick, he ended up, he was supporting both, uh, Hans, who's been a guest on the show before mm-hmm. and myself. So, um, Hans really decided to make it a training day. And, uh, he, he kept his training wheels on, didn't wear his aero helmet. And, um, so I'm not going to lie the, uh, the night before I got a little nervous that, uh, there could be some issues. Cause so we basically set up a plan that we would stop at mile 35 to refuel and change our bottles. And then at mile 70, and then, you know, your Porter has to be at the end to, you know, give you your run stuff and everything too. So, um, you know, we definitely, uh, gave Patrick a run for his money and it was a lot to ask of him to, uh, to, to handle both of us there. So, uh, I was a little nervous about that, but at the same time coming off vacation, this was more of, uh, you know, again, want to do well, but, uh, definitely wasn't super focused about this race. Um, but I got to, uh, to mile 35 to meet Patrick and, uh, uh, long story short, he just, he was, he was in using the restroom and, uh, the car was locked. So, uh, took me, uh, I don't know, probably three minutes longer or so than, uh, than I would have hoped for that transition there, or that, that bottle exchange. Um, but, uh, um, you know, is what it is. And, uh, that's, that's the beauty of these kind of races is they're just unique and, uh, um, you know, an opportunity to do something different. And while it is, you know, a traditional triathlon, it's, I guess, well, we'll talk about the run here in a second. Um, you know, it's just a very unique event that was a lot of fun and, um, really good support from the other, you know, porters and, um, the course is nice. You know, I really liked the the course. We had a majority of a headwind, so it was a little bit slower and it did warm up a bit towards the end of the end of the day, but, um, you know, really nice New Hampshire roads and, uh, some rollers on there for sure, but, uh, nothing crazy till you get to kind of the last 14 miles or so, or pretty much steady climbing up. And, uh, another cool aspect that I didn't do, uh, or Hans, um, as some of the guys actually rode their tri bikes to roughly mile 80, and then they switched over and they jumped on a, on a road bike, um, to do that last section because it was hillier. And looking back on it, I I would encourage or probably would have done that, especially for me, uh, I was having some discomfort on the bike and a new position, I think would have been much appreciated. Um, So that was uh, a learning, uh, learning curve there um, on that. But, um, you know, got to the uh, got to the transition area, which is at the base of Wildcat Mountain for people from around here, um, the ski area. And it was windy. So and. I guess I should have mentioned this before, but, uh, the, the run course is to, to climb up Tuckerman's ravine, which is up Mount Washington. Um, so it's ultimately a hike quote unquote, you know, I guess if you want to call it a run, but a hike up to the top of the mountain. Um, but because the winds were so high, they'd already alluded to it like Thursday and Friday that, uh, they weren't sure if we were going to be able to go all the way to the top. And so sure enough, it was, um, it was too windy. And so we ended up 
just going about halfway up and then having to run back down to the finish line. So, um, but I got to, to the, to Wildcat and I hopped off my bike and I tried to, to push it like I normally would with just one hand kind of on the seat and I had to grab it and I did, was losing my disc, but, um, literally my bike blew up to the side, like two or three feet. Oh I had to like grab it, pull it back down. And then I tried to push it again with one hand and it did it again. <laughs> so, uh, it really was pretty windy up there. So, um, but then, uh, yeah, I got into, uh, transition there you know just transition at my truck and they do test you which i think is a little bit overkill where they say you know you okay you know touch your toes you sure you're okay <laughs> when you look in your eyes and so <laughs> i started getting a little frustrated um with the woman that uh, she's one of the race directors and i i finally was like sweetie i do a lot of these you know i'm good to go <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and while you know then she let me go it really wasn't too bad but uh it just not something i was expecting and uh not that i was really in a particular you know too concerned about how i ended up or you know having a pr i guess or anything but uh it was felt like overkill to me um but then yeah i got out on the mountain and um you know i think it was from lack of riding the last few weeks but uh my low back was just like super tight and uh really restricting me from pushing the pace too much um there was the third place guy i ended up catching him right when we got to the base of the mountain he kind of ran almost a mile from from wildcat to the base of tuckerman's ravine trail and then he kind of took off and i i slowed down the pace and i was really so it's for those not aware of it it's super rocky on there and so knowing that i had to run back down i just really priority one for sure was to not get hurt and, um, go down. Cause if you slip and fall on that, you're probably going to hurt yourself pretty good, um, and slam into some rocks. So, um, both on the way up and down, I took it pretty conservatively ended up uh, fourth place. So I didn't catch that guy. Um, I think with the, uh, doing the right course and then maybe not the mix up on the aid stations, I probably would have taken him, but, uh, was still uh, totally content with that. And then uh, Matt Schaefer, who won Muscle Man, he also did the race and crushed it. And uh, Who is this guy? Is this guy going to go pro soon? Well, it's funny. I had this conversation with him after Muscle Man. He said, yes, he was going pro. And then um, I had this conversation with him again over the weekend uh, because he did Sea to Summit. I'm sorry. uh, He did um, Casco Bay as well. So we've done the last three races together. And now he's uh, on the fence about it. You know, he's, he's a young kid. He's, he's, uh, 24. So, um, you know, and he's a great swimmer. So I think he has what it takes to be, um, you know, to be a potential pro, but, you know, he's got to decide whether he wants to be kind of a middle of the pack or how much he wants to invest in it, into the sport, um, from that regard. So we'll, uh, we'll see what he ends up doing, but he is doing his focus. Uh, he still actually has not done an Ironman. He is focused on 70.3 worlds and, uh, he should do some damage um, in St. George there. So you'll, uh, you'll hopefully see him doing well there. And man, he's just a really, really nice kid. And um, it's great to see him doing so well. Nice. So you ended up fourth overall? I ended up fourth in that race okay. there. Yep. Nice. And your t- total time was 643. So you're out there for a Everyone was out there for a while. I mean, it's like it's in between day. distances. It's like in between yeah, exactly. the 70.3 and Ironman. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the run ended up being shorter. And truthfully, with how sore my back was, I can't say I was like 
kind of bittersweet that we didn't get to go all the way up to the top of the mountain but the second half of the the hike is like even is a lot of it's like literally having to like climb and you know use your hands and pull yourself up and it's super rocky so i can't say i was too disappointed with how my back was feeling not to have to do that but um at the same time didn't really get to get the full experience calling your hamstring not your back you're 39 ah, years old you're yeah okay. you're, you're just getting old <laughs> did, you, did you say something i don't know what you're talking about here <laughs> uh, so but uh but yeah i know it was a really fun event and you know it's just something different and you know we get so caught up in iron man and you know i'm, I'm not gonna knock iron man here they put on fabulous events and there's no doubt that's what brings out the best competition and uh you know i plan to continue to do lots of ironmans here hopefully events but uh you know getting out i think this is kind of how you improve too i mean just getting out of your comfort zone doing i mean different stuff yeah your run is usually like your best strength in this i mean this terrain and totally took away my my strength exactly (laughs) so yeah i kind of knew that heading into the race and and to be fair i i think i overcooked myself a little bit on the bike um, I kind of went out at more 70.3 pace and, uh, I faded pretty good on the last, you know, that's that kind of why line. you do these. I mean, it's good to play around yeah. with it. I mean, no, exactly. Exactly. Even if you totally blow up, you're not going to do, I mean, who cares if you do horribly either? I mean, right. This is why right. you do these. <laughs> totally. Exactly. So, and then that leads into the next weekend here after that, but yeah, this is what I want to hear about. Yeah. So, uh, I ended up doing the Odyssey Casco Bay swim run uh, this past Sunday, which is a swim run race up in Casco Bay, Maine. And man, was it awesome. Just uh, totally, totally cool event. So I did this. Uh, I did that. So they have a short course and a long course. I don't know off the top of my head what the distances of the short course. So I have are. it up. It was the short course was a total of 10 miles. So seven okay. different runs. Seven runs, right? Yeah, seven yeah. runs, and then the swim uh, two miles, and then there's six okay. different swims. Yep, right. So it starts out with a run, um, but then so and then I I did the long course, which to do the long course it's required to be you're on a team. So I did it with my porter from Cedar Summit, but my buddy Patrick. Um, so uh, he um, he's training for an Ironman. So, uh, he did some pretty big volume. He did like 120 mile ride, uh, the Thursday before. And, um, you know, but we had done some practice. Actually, we were joking about this. Uh, we, we had been doing, uh, for a couple of Wednesday mornings before this, we were going over to Lake Botanico here in my town and we were doing some swim runs and practicing, but we were doing a bunch of them last year. And I think we were more prepared for the race last year than we were this year. Um, but, uh, you know, so there's, there's a lot of nuances and unique things about swim runs where, so you do get to, uh, or I guess for this one, certainly the water is cold enough. You do get to wear a wetsuit, but there is swim run specific wetsuits for people that aren't familiar. So they just go up to your thighs. So they, you know, they're not full length legs. And then mine does have a sleeves. Um, there is some actually Orca make one makes one. That's pretty cool that you can actually remove the sleeves. So they're optional. Um, and you could take those off, but, uh, mine is fully sleeved. And then you are allowed to bring any kind of toys that you swim toys that you want. Um, you just have to obviously carry them. So uh, most of the big timers, they are using a pole buoy and they're swimming with paddles. Uh, I chose not to use paddles. They give my 
bad shoulder, uh, some challenges and things. So I decided to, to pass on those. Patrick did use his paddles. Um, and, but like there was even a, a group that we were with, um, for the first few swim runs that they brought like the hardcore, like three foot long, uh, maybe not that pretty darn long, but the like scuba diving, um, fins. And so they were like putting those, I think over their shoes, I'm guessing I didn't actually watch them, how they're putting them on and off, but then I did see how they were like carrying them on their back. Um, but like, it's totally fair game to whatever you want to, to wear. And, uh, but you have yeah. to carry it with you though, throughout you, the entire Exactly. Race. So you're okay. not, you know, there's nobody holding those or bringing those to the next swim. You're carrying everything with you, which brings in some very difficult fueling challenges. Right. So yeah. like it's next to impossible to carry water with you. Um, you know, but the swim run or the, we have the, both Patrick and I had the blue 70 swim run suit. So they, on the inside and they zip in the front. So the zipper is in the front, which does make sense to be able to, to zip that down. So when we were running, I would zip down the front and then they have two pockets on the inside of the front. And then in the back, they have a decent size, um, pouch there that you can use. Um, one thing I would probably do next time is there's a company out there that makes, they call it like a kangaroo vest. So it's like this vest thing you put on and has a bunch of pouches that kind of sit right around on your chest. And I think it would have been very nice to have had that to get a little bit more um, ability to hold some stuff and have it in a convenient spot, as opposed to like most of my stuff I was trying to get to was on that, the low back there. And, you know, it wasn't terrible, but um, wasn't super convenient either. But, um, and then the other thing that we didn't do, you, you are required to have a tether with you, but they don't require to actually be tethered during the race. Um, however, the top teams, and, um, it was a podcast I listened to, uh, uh, Patrick sent it to me like three weeks ago, but I didn't watch it or listen to it until, uh, the morning of the race on the drive up. <laughs> um, but, uh, but like, um, Greg and, um, Brown that, uh, that ended up winning the race, who was a co-ed team, they were on the podcast as well, and they highly encourage people to wear the tether. And I don't think the tether I had was really the, I mean, it's one that I bought from a swim run website, but it was very uh, slim and, and it's a really small, almost like not quite string, but a little bit bigger than that. But the big boys and, and you know, uh, Greg and Brown, they were, they had like a nice thick cord. And um, so like for them, you know, Greg, I think is leading the charge most of the time, but he's like literally pulling Rowland along, um, a bit as she's right behind him and, you know, helping during the swim. And then, you know, even on the run, you can kind of help push each other a little bit. Oh, is this tether like, is that around your waist or yeah. is it? So tethered or, I mean, you could technically put it wherever you want it, but yeah, they have it tethered around their waist. Yep. Okay. And they were, so, they had that on while they were swimming and running the whole time. Oh, yeah. So you kind so, of just pull in your, if, if you have a wee, if the other person's a weaker swimmer, you can kind of just pull them along. Exactly. Exactly. So definitely giving some assistance and even it's hard to fathom, but, uh, Matt Schaefer, who like swam 26 minutes at, at muscle man, uh, his partner, Matt Hurley, uh, who they ended up, unfortunately they got a little lost on their, one of the run courses. So they ended up the second male group, but, uh, apparently Hurley was, was pulling Schaefer a bit, which is crazy, but shows how, how good of swimmers they are. But, uh, yeah, they ended up going with the tether. Um, Hurley has a more experience. He's won the race a few times with another partner of his, um, in the past here. So, um, but Matt, it was his first time, but. So I don't like, think we said what the distances were for the long course. So oh, the run right. was so, a total of 
17 miles. So it actually ended up uh, to Patrick's dismay here, uh, about 18 miles. One of the, the longest run on the course was listed as like 4.15 miles, I think. And yeah. my Garmin ended up having 5.1, a little over 5.18. And uh, that was towards the end of the race and it got really hot. We'll get to that in a minute okay. here. Um, but uh, but yes, it was about 18 miles, I think, to running. And, um, and then- So a total of 13 runs. 13 runs and then 12 swims, right? Yeah. And what's it say, 4,500 or so of swimming? um 4.5 miles so 7200 meters 70, i'm sorry yeah 4.5 miles right yeah so so yeah it's a lot of swimming you know oh, but yeah. um but it's broken up i would say the average is like around a two you know one and a half to two mile run and then like a 600 <laughs> six to 800 mi- um yard swim um the longest swim i think was like 14 or 1500 and then there was one like super short one. Actually, there's one that I guess counted as a swim, but because the tide was down, it like you stepped in a puddle was basically the swim. Um, so uh, so but, it was so broken up that did it really did it feel like you swam roughly no, four and a half miles? Not even close. Okay. Not even close. No, it really didn't. I mean, so another interesting thing that's that uh, as much as I want to promote this race and get as many people to do it because I thought it was fantastic and I really am uh almost positive i'll be back to do it again next year but uh we did get an email at 4 a.m race morning and it said hey you know we want to be transparent here and just let you know that uh there was an 11 foot great white shark uh seen about four miles off course at 10 o'clock last night (laughs) i i would be out (laughs) i would head back so so i'm not gonna lie especially on the longer swims um sharks were on my mind pretty much the the whole time and uh the Jaws background was was running well, through. Well, if Becca my head. was on my team, we wouldn't have even started. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it's a bit freaky, but the reality is that they're out there. You know, it's like you just you know, uh, don't be the slowest. You know, don't be the fastest, and I think you'd be all right. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, you know, the swims, but it's it's literally swimming island to island. I forget how many is. It's either six or seven different islands that you touch throughout the race so it's just it's so cool and like going through even the runs like there's so many private uh landowners that uh, you know that let the race happen on their property you know they're out you know rooting you on and um some of the terrain is super technical like there's one section that's pure rocks it's like a um what is it a half mile run that took us like almost 15 minutes um it's just you know basically waddling and um scrambling through uh, some pretty heavy and hardcore rocks that are very slippery. Um, so there's unique things like that. Um, but it's just, it's awesome, you know, and then um, it did get very warm. So we didn't exactly have the day that we wanted to, uh, that, that five mile run, um, Patrick ended up overheating pretty good. And so we were in survival mode for a while, just trying to, to cool down and, um, you know, get back to, um, it was, it was pretty interesting to see, you know, the, the, uh, how he evolved and how, you know, he was really, really in a tough spot there as he, uh, you know, we were like halfway through that run about two and a half miles. And, you know, especially as we were thinking it was only a little over four miles and we were getting there and we weren't seeing it was really five miles. (laughs) Right. So, uh, um, but, uh, but then also too, like the, the, or I did, I count, I considered it part of our runs, um, but you have to stop to get fuel, you know, you have to stop to get water 
So they had Precision Hydration as a sponsor. Um, for, on that note, yeah, I'll, I'll give a shout out to them. Um, I ended up using a lot of their gels. They have some new gels that just came out that were really tasty. They kind of remind me of the Morton gels, um, but uh, those ended up coming in handy and um, used a decent amount of those. I did bring a bunch of glucose gels with me and ended up using as many of those because I, I like the uh, precision ones. But, you know, you have this, um, this, uh, this foldable cup that you have to actually, it's by rule, you have to carry that with you. And so, you know, there's no cups or I guess a few of them technically had some some disposable cups at them, but you you had to pull out your cup, you know, fill up with either water or precision hydration, um, you know, and, and then um, take as much as you wanted. And then you're on your way and you really couldn't carry much with you, you know, while you're running. Um, you know, we did both bring some um, some of the like foldable flask cups. What do they call them there? The uh, um, yeah, just the the hydro packs. That's right. Um, and so I didn't end up really using mine. Patrick did use his a little bit, um, which did come in handy a little, but, uh, that's a, a unique challenge for sure. Especially for me as somebody that's a heavy sweater and, um, you know, likes to put in a lot of fluids, especially on the bike in a triathlon. Um, so to be out there for five and a half hours and not have that steady stream of fluids is definitely a unique experience. So, um, you know, that part was, was interesting, but, um, yeah, it's just, uh, really, really fun. Good way to mix it up. Um, just, just a cool experience. And we, uh, we saw it was actually as fun for us. We ended up finishing, uh, coming out and like, you know, the, so the, the, sw the short course race starts after the, the long course race. And so we came out of one segment right as the short course race was starting. So like, we kind of had to run through a bunch of them and, uh, um, so uh, some people thought we were winning the race, which we <laughs> certainly weren't. And, uh, um, but, you know, saw some friends and things out there with that and, you know, got in the mix with them and, uh, it's just, uh, it's, it's just cool. I know I really, uh, I do have a couple pictures, uh, you know, just big old smile on my face the whole time. And, you know, for me, it was the, the running wasn't necessarily at my top end pace. So, uh, it was a little bit more of a comfortable day for me. But, um, you know, I can't wait to do it again. I mean, what's the general vibe there? Like at the, at the start of the race and all the athletes around you, I mean, is it totally laid back and very, very laid back, you know? So even actually it's funny, um, you know, one unique thing that we did, nobody, even the race directors, I don't think expected is on the first run, you kind of went up this hill and then you went down and then you went into this kind of what was supposed to be a short, like single track, kind of just actually like little, um, bypass or a little road that from to the to beach and they had these planks set up on there but the planks were all like busted and it was like basically two to three feet of like water slash mud so like the whole race kind of bottlenecked right there and so that was you know it slowed down and um you know it was it just part of the experience you know and you're you're getting wet and um just battling through that you know kind of stuff all day and um you know, we didn't have any issues with the markings there. I can see where the mats got, got confused on the run course. Um, but, uh, other than that, you know, everything was, was very well marked and, um, you know, a little bit, I guess the confusion sometimes on the swims of where exactly you were going, but they did have strobe lights at most of those that made it pretty, pretty clear. And, um, you know, they do a really great job with it. So that is the, that is the original like official swim run race in the U S 
but now they have them in, they have one in Texas. They have one in Washington. Hint, hint, Elliot. Uh, I guess, yeah, you were saying beforehand, it looks like it got canceled this year. Unfortunately, there's a couple in Michigan. Um, but then, um, um, a Tolo, I believe is how you pronounce it. The, the true, you know, the originators of this in Sweden, and that's where the world championships are. They have them throughout the world, like Catalina islands. Um, there's some really good opportunities to travel to some cool places to do these things too. And also while we're talking about just the nuances of it. Um, so for the short course, you can do it as a, uh, individual or as a team. So even if you don't want to go to those distances, there's definitely options to go shorter and try this out. And um, I really encourage people to, to give it a shot because it's a ton of fun. Yeah, actually, you must have been looking at a wrong. There's a bunch of different swim run organizations, but yeah, I, think... yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's picking up. It's really gaining some yeah. popularity. No, I don't think this one is canceled. This Odyssey one in Washington. Oh, my gosh. Cool. It looks really hard, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're hard, you know, it's definitely, you know, it's, um, you know, we did technically, we ran on the road a little bit, but most of it is, um, you know, on trails that are pretty technical. Like I said, there was definitely some serious scramble going, even like the last half mile was supposed to be like a beach run. And it was like pretty much scrambling on these rocks and then did switch to a bit of pretty thick sand. And, uh, so it's, it's not exactly uh speedy, uh, you know, um, road terrain but uh it's 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 awesome all right so. i'm gonna have to do this i'm gonna have to try this out one of these years yeah man so i think uh you and becca would make a pretty good team here you know but uh, i don't know 21 miles of running and over six thousand feet of elevation gain it's a yeah. lot yeah fortunately the casco bay is a relatively flat course and most of the other ones do have a lot more hills um so that we can be thankful for but um but yeah um we need to get you out there to try it and i mean with your swim and run abilities i think you'd really do well as well yeah me and becca versus you and uh and the wife <laughs> uh, we'll, or we'll calvin you can me you can you can have calvin on your team have calvin all right yeah. he's starting to get his swim going that's I know, right i see I'll give it a, I'll give a quick plug. Uh, super excited. The next main event here uh, of the summer is uh, a kids triathlon that uh, is happening in Bedford, New Hampshire this Sunday. I don't know if we'll get this out in time, but uh, I've got all three of my boys signed up to do the race. And uh, I am beyond excited for that. Is Calvin the heavy favorite? Uh, we'll see. Calvin, you know, he's definitely is strong in the bike, but, uh, you know, he doesn't really run much. And, um, you know, his swim still needs some some work. I mean, He's eight years old, so uh, we'll I don't see him on Zwift there. as much anymore. No, he hasn't been Zwifting, you know. So uh, <laughs> you know, but we've been we've been riding outside. Gabe is Gabe has been joining me for almost all of my short runs. Um, wow. He goes on on his bike, and um, yeah, so it's uh, it's been great. But uh, uh, Elijah is my autistic son. Uh, he's going to be doing it as well, and. Originally, I didn't know if I'd be able to kind of assist him and Calvin had actually said that he would be willing to just kind of stay with him and do it with him, which uh, is pretty remarkable. And, um, you know, he's been incredible with him his whole life. But uh, but I did get uh, permission to kind of be a guide for for Elijah. So uh, he'll be out there. I mean, he's he can definitely do all the distances. Just kind of getting him to follow along is it would be a challenge for sure if he was on his own. So. 
feeling pretty confident that uh, he's going to be able to, to do it all. And uh, he's still on training wheels, but uh, Gabe's not on training wheels and certainly Calvin's not. And uh, it's going to be fun. Well, we're going to have to have him on the podcast after the race. Yeah, there you go. That's right. Maybe we'll have to do that. Get a real a real race report. <laughs> um, no, that's awesome. Yeah, that's, They're following in your footsteps, though. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. No, no pressure on that. We do get in the uh, the endless pool quite a bit, and which includes even cars, during my, little, my swims, little toy them, cars in there too. Just, no, no toys anymore in there. Okay. But, uh, you know, like I was swimming this morning and uh, Calvin just jumps in naked, you know, and uh, goes side by side. And, you know, like I did get a little annoyed with him, I'll admit, this morning. I was trying to do some like harder kind of 50-ish efforts. And uh, he kind of – I whacked him one time because he wasn't really – not deliberately, you know, because he kind of just got in my path there. And uh, um, so uh, we got to work on, you know, giving daddy you keep that. I thought you keep that basement door locked. I was trying to, um, but Calvin's got the code for that now. So, um, so grown up now. Yeah. Yeah. No, but then Gabe followed suit. And, uh, so it's, uh, but it's great, you know, and they really enjoy getting in that and, uh, hopefully they'll actually use it for what it's actually supposed to be used for one of these days. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, uh, well, we'll see, you know, but uh, definitely been a fun summer. Yeah. And, uh, but we've been busy and, uh, yeah, we'll have to get the next one going out here soon. We'll, we'll try and not make it as this long of a stretch between episodes, but, um, that's what we've been up to. Yep. Our championship races are fast approaching. It is. It's crunch time. Less than two yep. months to Kona here. And, uh, I think we're both pretty excited about that. And, uh, yeah. excited to see you again. It's like the uh, only time I get to see you. Seriously. First. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, cool. Well, thank you very much to everybody for listening here. Hopefully that's inspiring to, you know, go out and look at some different kinds of events and, uh, you know, it's not all about Ironman. It's, it's doing stuff to challenge yourself and ultimately, you know, can really help better yourself to, to become a, you know, a better Ironman and, um, 70.3 athlete, you know, by doing this unique stuff and, uh, you know, just keeping it fresh, uh, really big fan of that. So, uh, hopefully you'll think about that. Certainly let us know about any cool races or other things that we should be looking at to doing at some point and, uh, love any feedback you guys have here. Yep. Thanks for listening, everyone. All right, everybody. Take care.